thank you for being on the radio with us here today. Thank you for having me. I know you, there's a lot going on. You guys were up pretty late last night, so uh, the fact that you're here this morning, uh, bright and early, we, we always appreciate that because uh, this is a really a, a good opportunity for us to connect with our uh, state lawmakers, and there's some important work going on right now uh, in Topeka, isn't there? Well, it is important work. We have a lot of bills that were put off um, to the end, as usual, although we did have a pretty good schedule of moving things through the process this year. seems like we always come up at the end with a lot of weird things we've never seen before, and uh, uh, some of our bills have have things in it that uh, were barely known in the building, let alone voted out of committee. And and I think that process needs a little cleaning up. Um, one of the things that happened is, was in appropriation, well, in our in the health committee, the uh, uh, the committee voted down a bill um, that would give a no bid contract to the Medicaid providers and uh, extend that time into the next term of the governor, which um, those on the majority side are assuming that's not going to be our current governor. And so they want to extend that um, uh, time into uh, the term of the new governor, which whoever it would be. And it's a $4 billion contract that's due in December. Um, $4 billion, three different uh, providers take care of our Medicaid uh, program. And uh, I think that there are are legal ramifications of doing that. And uh, if somebody wanted to bid on that contract and didn't have the opportunity, I believe they'd have a valid case. So they they voted it down in the committee and then uh, someone brought it to Appropriations Committee and rammed it through there, and now it was a part of the budget process uh, during the conference committee, and the uh, our our chairman uh, uh, kicked it out, said he would not have anything to do with that contract being in our budget, so they're trying to put it in a judicial bill right now, and uh, this is a problem for Democrats, especially because we believe in process and free and open bidding, and, and $4 billion is a lot of money. We had a lot of trouble with Medicaid when we first uh, made it private um, instead of state-operated. But with, through an oversight committee, we've been able to manage that uh, much, much better. But now we have a, a no bid, so they, for the next year and a half, they wouldn't have any way that anybody could change anything. And that's what we're really fighting about right now. Plus, the education bill uh, that has been presented uh, is um, draconian. It, it uh, really damages public education, and the funding got thrown into the policy bill. So um, that's happened before, but we, we don't like that. That's supposed to be part of the budget, and it's more than half of the money we spend in the state every year. And and it got thrown into again to the policy committee budget. So we're fighting over that, and we tried to. The Democrats made a motion to adjourn last night at 11:30, and it was defeated. But at 11:35, the Republicans made the motion, and it passed. So we got to go home at 11:35 last night. Hmm. We're down to the children fighting. 
States. Yep. I mean, it happens every year, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, seems like it does. Yes. Yeah. It passed a, a, a couple of things um, yesterday. In my, I have a conference committee in agriculture and one in ag budget, and we passed a bull weevil uh, bill out of uh, the ag committee with would um, raise bees in case we, from the producers of cotton, in case bull weevil uh, attack into the state, which we do not have right now, but it would be to create a fund to fight that in case it happened. They are alive in southwest Oklahoma. So we're trying to make sure we can prevent that happening to our crops. And we had a couple of other little things in that. Also, um, there's the state passed a Senate Bill 84, which anyone wants to read it. Um, it's about sports wagering and um, would allow betting on sporting events at the college level. And I voted against it. I always vote against any gambling bills. So, um, but it did pass. So now that we will, we will have the wonderful pleasure of people being able to, to bet on sporting events during the event. Oh, um, and there's a whole couple of pages of, of rules on that that um, you know, it, it's, it's happening all over the country and uh, you have to be in the state to vote or to bet and when you drive across the state line this, your app will not work anymore. So that's one of the safety features that was put in. Uh, I wanted to ask you real quick on that. Uh, that's kind of an interesting piece of legislation, uh, and, and you said you voted no. Uh, can you explain why why you don't support that? I don't support gambling in any form, period. That's just personal. Um, a lot of my people in this uh, district have begged me never to support the, the gambling things. I, I don't support it because I live through a, a marriage where it was an issue for me, and I know the pain that can come along with it. Um, I just don't support it. Uh, it's not my lifestyle. Right. But um, it, during the Brownback era, when the tax cuts were so draconian that we cut a half a billion dollars every year for like seven years out of our budget just to keep the state afloat, and gambling, the casino money kept us, you know, going, basically. I, I realized that. Um, so I, you know, I don't fight it real loud and hard. I just don't vote for it. So it's just not my thing. Sometimes you got to have principles. I understand that. Well, and, yeah, and there's a lot of principles that I... I, I don't ever compromise my principles, but I, I do think that that one was, that's one that gets a lot more attention. Uh, most people don't notice other things than I don't vote for. But the only other thing I really wanted to talk about this morning is the we passed a bill last night that is about offering hunting and fishing licenses to our grandchildren, basically. Wouldn't have to be a grandchild, but um, you can buy a fishing license for any child age zero to seven. That is a lifetime fishing and hunting license in the state of Kansas. And a lifetime license for adults is about $965. So this was contrived because some other states have done it, 
and we have for the price of three hundred dollars. If a child is five or under, you can buy them a license for their lifetime. If they're six or seven, they have to. It costs five hundred dollars, and hopefully, uh, you know, it's it's hopefully going to encourage people to get their kids off of their computers and out into the wild to hunt and fish and enjoy nature. It is going to be a hit on the park department, wildlife and parks department budget, um, but uh, it passed, and um, I did support it. I helped to draft the bill, and, and we tried to tighten it up so it doesn't break them, hopefully. But, you know, they can hunt and fish for 100 years once they have that, <laughs> that license, so there's not a lot of income coming in from those uh, those renewals that Renewals is what keeps the parking life wildlife department afloat, and they do get federal money based on the number of re- uh, renewals they get every year. The governor's food sales tax is another thing that we have not touched on, and I did mean to talk about that. We we hope people will get in touch with the speaker's office and the president of the senate's office and tell them that they want to vote on that. We have not been allowed yet to have a vote on the sales tax on food and, and uh, or the counter drugs. We would like to to remove that sales tax. It cost us under a half a million dollars um, to do so, and we're the only state around us that doesn't have Medicaid expansion and doesn't have um, a relief of sales tax on food. So. Um, we're fighting for those things down here, and hopefully uh, we'll at least get a chance to show our support for the governor's proposal on that. All right. We'll keep an eye on those for sure. And, uh, of course, today is uh, is this the last day bef- that you guys uh, have before you take your break? Yes, it is, unless we don't finish. <laughs> okay. If we keep fussing like we did yesterday, then we'll have to um, stay longer. There's no reason we can't stay longer, uh, but we hope to adjourn uh, today. All right. And just a quick note for the um, any Manhattan residents who are interested tomorrow, uh, there is a legislative forum, and you'll be part of that at the Manhattan Public Library starting at 2 o'clock. Yes, 2 o'clock at the Public Library, and it will be um, on the video. Right? Is that right, Brendan? Well, we're not going to have it on the radio. They, they are going to stream it, though, on the League of Women Voters Facebook. Oh. We have baseball. Okay. Okay, good. I hope somebody knows how to stream. I still haven't figured that one out. Um, we did also put a billion dollars into the Capers Fund, um, something that uh, during the Brownback era we missed payment and borrowed money, and the governor's budget did include money to pay that outstanding um, debt that we had incurred during that era. But they went further, and they have now put in uh, enough money to bring it up to 80%, which is what is um, of the unfunded actuarial liability, the UAL. Uh, So this, this one and a half billion dollars, well, one and a quarter billion dollars, I guess, is going into the Capers Fund uh, to shore that up so that it is secure. I did have a bill. I offered a bill 
that have not had a hearing um, to give a 13th paycheck, but folks, it's not going to get heard, so it's not going to get voted on. Uh, I did try that. So um, I think to me, like, since we had a billion dollars, and that would cost about $155 million, I thought we should do that for the people. We'd like to give a rebate back. The governor's rebate has been axed um, <clears throat> in the Appropriations Funds Committee. Uh, we did not get that passed. Uh, we did not get anything for personal relief uh, of our citizens, even though we felt that we needed to return some money because they really had been taxed higher than we needed to last year. Uh, we couldn't get that through. Republicans will vote for a tax cut for corporations, but we cannot get any personal relief for the citizens. And I, you know, I don't understand that. That that was very difficult for me. I understand supporting business, but I don't understand uh, not supporting people. And we have had bills also that cut um, the TANF uh, program and require work requirements uh, for people receiving assistance and the back to the punitive stages that we avoided last year. So thank you for having me on this morning. I didn't know if I had anything to say, but I did. So thank you very much. All right. We always appreciate it, Representative Carlin, and uh, we'll look forward to hearing from you tomorrow. All right. Thank you. See you then. All right. Bye-bye. Representative Cindy Carlin joining us here on News Radio KMAN. Our legislative update heard every Friday morning here on KMAN. 717 the time. Back with a check of your forecast in a moment.